One of my most popular podcasts and most listened to podcasts to date was Emotional Intelligence. I did this sometime last year. It was probably the third or fourth podcast that I did. If you didn't have an opportunity, please go back and listen to it because we're going to talk about emotional intelligence and how it applies to our borderlines in this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, welcome to it. Another podcast of My Inner Torch. And as I said before, I think I'm going to touch on the emotional intelligence aspect of The Borderline. It was a very popular podcast. A lot of people listened to it. A lot of people responded to me about it, saying that they felt that their borderline was like a toddler. Okay? Like a toddler. They were essentially acting out. You're going to find that borderlines cannot fully articulate their feelings. And there has to be some differentiation between articulating their feelings and raging because when they're raging, they're not really articulating their feelings. When they're telling you that they hate you, they're not really telling you why when they devalue you, they don't always give you an explanation as to why the emotional stock market. One minute you're up the next minute you're down. You know, that's the most difficult thing about working with a borderline. And sometimes we have to take a step back and we have to say, The borderline is essentially emotionally undeveloped. That's basically what they are. Much like a toddler who's being denied something they want, the borderline basically acts in an infantile fashion. Can this be because in some books and some research that I've read, their emotional development in childhood was essentially retarded. It was suppressed. And so you're dealing with an adult who's essentially acting like a child. Is this why borderlines essentially pick up sticks and leave relationships only to start over with somebody else? An emotional do-over of sorts. Is this a cyclical pattern? With my UBPD wife, I would have to say that it probably is. In thinking about her previous relationships, at least what she has told me, seems to follow a pattern, the love bombing, the idealization, and then I guess the unveiling of the mask to show the true person, the true borderline. And most people cannot deal with that. That's probably why you're listening to this podcast, because much like me, you are dealing with it. And perhaps you've dealt with it for an extremely long time. For me, it's going on 20 years. You know, it's coming out of the fog. We talk about that coming out of the fog realizing what you are dealing with, what the parameters are, what the battlefield looks like. And for some of us, we don't always see it. I didn't see it. It took me years. And this is why I'm doing this podcast. I think this podcast is for enlightenment of you and me, basically calling the borderline out. So it has made sense to me thinking through about why they leave why they abandon relationships. Essentially, they've, they're done with you. They've devalued you. They cannot go any further with you. They have been exposed. And so now they need to move on. They need to move on to somebody who may not be aware of their condition. Another host, perhaps, another victim. That they can do the exact same thing. And it's hard for people like us, the nons out there, to accept that because we love this person. We care about this person, but yet this person can just recklessly 
and just move on with nary a thought, with nary an emotion. How is that? Well, when you think about it, I guess it's like children who can automatically recover when they get what they want, how they can automatically stop crying with no leftover emotion. That's kind of the way I think of a borderline when they move on. They just snap too. They just go to a, another host. They apply all the same techniques that, a, that they apply to you and I, and they move on. And that leaves us just sitting here going, wow. And that leaves us angry, empty, jealous. We're jealous. And what are we jealous of? We're jealous of the fact that that borderline now has moved on to another person and is giving them what we want, what we feel we deserve, the love and the attention. But is it love? In my opinion, it's not. So this goes back to how emotionally developed are borderline personality, personality disordered people. How emotionally developed are they? Is there a child trapped inside of an adult body? And I would hasten to say that it is. This is why they can turn on and turn off like a hair trigger. It's just like toddlers, just like young kids who they rage, they act out, and then they seemingly move on. They don't even talk about why they acted out. They don't have the capacity to do so, much like a borderline. And so that's why we don't understand when they rage, when they hurt, and then they're seemingly okay. They've gotten over it, but we haven't. Isn't that emotionally undeveloped? Somebody who cannot process emotions? Were they stunted as a child? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Again, all of your emails are greatly appreciated. Your listenership is as well. This is a growing podcast because I believe that there are a lot of people out there like me who deal with this every day. And so it comes back to say, the emotional intelligence of a borderline, the expectation of us non-borderline people should be very limited. We should not expect a borderline to handle day-to-day interactions normally, okay? And I know that that's hard for people like you and me to process. It took me a very long time to understand that you really can't deal with a borderline and expect them to be normal in their behaviors. You cannot have conversations that would be considered normal. They are not going to open themselves up to you necessarily. They live a very closed world. You don't know what's going on in their minds. So if you listen to all of my podcasts, you're going to see the common theme. And that common theme is, trying to get to grips with understanding how and why they act the way they do and how and why we remain because that's what we do. And why do we do that? Why does the borderline affect our psyche as deeply as they do driving most of us to bulletin boards, expressing their deep love for this person who is seemingly atrocious 
and abusive to them. But when I take a step back, I understand. I understand why we feel the way that we do, why we do what we do, and why we carry on. And many people have written to me telling me of relationships that have lasted longer than mine. Why do they put up with it? And the answer is that most of the people who have written to me saying, look, I've been in a marriage for 37 years and my wife and or husband is horrible to me, but I love them. That's what we do. So the common theme also in a lot of my podcasts is that we have to accept and we, I guess, shouldn't be frustrated or hurt by the fact that we continue to love the borderline. That we continue to hope, that we enjoy the very fleeting, normal times that you might be able to have between the triggers and between the rages and between the no contact and all the other fun things that go on with dealing with a borderline. I guess we just have to accept the fact that we're in it just like they are. And we tend to stay in it perhaps sometimes longer than the borderline because the borderline will sometimes say, you know what? I'm done. And if they are impulsive enough, they will leave. We usually don't. If you look at all the bulletin boards out there and you read all the case scenarios, you're going to find that most of the nons usually choose not to leave the relationship. It's the borderlines who flee. And isn't it interesting to note that that's what the borderline fears, abandonment, yet that's what they do. And I think I understand why they do that now. They do that because they've reached a saturation. They've reached a point in the relationship that they can't see their way out. So what's better? Just crash and burn, leave it, move on, start again, start the whole process over again, because they know inadvertently that eventually that relationship too, that new relationship will come to an end. My inner torch at gmail.com again, please feel free to email me. And again, I really appreciate your listenership. If you have any comments or suggestions, please feel free. My inner torch at gmail.com. We will continue this journey together. I will continue to bring insights, but I do believe that you have to understand one thing in closing the emotional intelligence that we expect of people to treat us like we treat them, to understand us as we understand them, to treat us rationally, to open their hearts and share their thoughts. It's not going to happen with a borderline. There's always something else going on there. There's a scheme. There are patterns. There are rages. There are triggers. So, in closing, accept the fact that you're dealing with a child and perhaps you have to think about treating your borderline as a child, understanding that they're not as emotionally developed as you are and they can't process emotions the way you are. There's another term out there called gray rock. I find that an interesting term. I didn't know what it meant when I first heard it, but it's basically by, like being like a rock, being unresponsive to the borderline. And we'll delve into that in another podcast, gray rocking, so to speak. Does that really work when you ignore the borderline and their needs 
and their wants to rage and to trigger you with their thought grenades. So we'll talk about gray rocking. Until then, you can look that up. Be well, and whatever you do, be good. Till next time, this has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>